All right, guys. So this one's a this episode's a little bit different. Um, we got Seth with us, Seth Gramillion. So go ahead and say hi, Seth. Hi. He's gonna be taking my spot for the moment. I guess we can say you're taking my spot, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a nice uh, turn of things. Yeah. So he's got questions for me, and he's actually gonna be interviewing me for the podcast, which is a little weird. But you know, at least it's uh, we're gonna be straightforward with the questions and not uh, try not to dance around stuff. I mean, I do like dancing. So, all right, uh, take it away, Seth. This is this is your show right now. Absolutely. So, uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, your rank, your serial number, your uh, title. Yeah, you know, uh, all that, all that good stuff. If you remember it. I don't remember my serial number anymore. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't expect. It. But you know, uh, I'm Corporal Gonzalez. Corporal General Gonzalez, uh, United States Marine Corps. I was a 3381 food service specialist. So for civilians like me, that would be a cook? Yep. All right. Well, um, in the last few months leading up to your discharge, would you like to share your experience on the transitional phase? Well, for me, it was a little rocky. Uh, I was going through a depressive I was pretty depressed, as in, as is, and then getting out, uh, it was, it was strange for me because uh, I didn't really have that much of a plan. I knew I wanted to go to school, but didn't have much of a plan of where to go. So, you, were you depressed because you were getting out, or were you depressed because of uh, some things in service? Oh, it was a it was a number of things. Uh, it was just overall depressing. So much hanging on my head, and uh, just shit going sideways half the time while I was in. Did you want to leave? Oh yeah. By the time I was reaching my uh, my time to get out, uh, I was stoked to get out. Uh, mostly because of the people that were in my command. They were, uh, how do I put this? They weren't the best of people to have in your command. Like maybe they failed upwards or they just didn't care? For me, they didn't, uh, they were shady, like super shady. And they were always Semper, we call it Semper I, fuck the other uh, guy. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, you may have to uh, forgive me for some of the terms uh, you may use that your regular listeners would understand, but uh, Semper I have definitely heard of from people that I work with. Yep, yep. They, were, they were all about them and they were like well you got to fix gonzalez and they were just on me 24 7 because apparently i was the shit bag i mean i I fully believe it um so you call it the uh what the post dd214 depression um that's what i was trying to get at was it more of the finality of knowing that you were getting out or was it the fact that you didn't want to re-enlist 
so the post DD two the DD two fourteen depression. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only reason I called it that is because it it's when you get hit with the realization that uh, there's no more structure. Uh, in the Marine Corps, you have all day, every day is just structured already for you. Um, you have a set schedule pretty much every day. Uh, the days you don't have a set schedule, you will have a schedule. Um, mostly because somebody somewhere is going to be stupid enough to say, oh, well, uh, I don't have anything to do. And the sergeants will find something for you to do. So, with that being said, you wake up in the morning when you're when you get out, and you don't have anything to do, and uh, it just hits you like, "Yo, I ain't got shit to do." But, like the first week, you're fine, and then after the second, like going into the second week, you're like, "Yo, like I'm lo- I'm gaining weight. Uh, I don't have anything to do. It's just kind of." It's kind of wild. Um, I kind of miss my friends. That I, I literally could walk out of my room in the barracks, go two doors down, and uh, have one of my buddies there. And he was more than happy to stay up with me most of the night and just bullshit. Uh, it was that. That was really depressing when I can step out and... 10, 15 minutes already have somebody to drink with. Right. So were you almost uh, scared of the freedom? Like, uh, scared that since there was no structure or nobody's to help you along, that you would end up uh, fucking up or, you know, getting into trouble with either the law over, you know, uh, either your language or something else? No, uh, it wasn't until I got my first job as a civilian that it was just kind of like, uh, I should probably not say stupid shit like I used to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there can be some uh, sensitive people out there. Yeah, like, apparently, uh, me telling somebody to fuck off is not the correct way. That was a good old younger gene. Ah, younger gene. Okay, so um, can you explain uh, your experience with uh, setting up uh, for the VA? Oh, okay, so... Yeah, I'm jumping topics a little bit. I'm not as experienced as you. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> you can teach uh, me, though. Oh, Jesus. So, with the VA, um, there was a lot of runaround uh, for the medical part of it. Uh, when I went through SEPs and TAPS, which is the separation and transition assistance, whatever. Program, I'm sure, is in there somewhere. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. It was, that was a load of shit, by the way. It was just the, the biggest waste of time that I've ever witnessed in a week. Uh, we were told that we would have people there, like job recruiters and stuff like that. Nobody ever showed up. Uh, the resume class they held is just garbage. Uh, one of the things I did hold was the VA's little section uh, for the medical deal. And uh, it was literally a 20-slide slideshow. And it was just saying, okay, you're going to go to the medical. You're going to have your final physical. 
Doc's going to put a finger on your nutsack and tell you to turn left and cough. Yeah, check for the hernia. Yeah. And uh, make sure if anything was wrong with you, he's gonna they're going to go over it with your paperwork. And that's it. That's literally the whole class. They didn't tell you uh, if you, when you return to your city or whatever city you're going to move to, if you're going to stay here, you're going to have to go to Charleston. Nothing. None of that. They didn't say a single fucking word of what you were supposed to do. Uh, so when I got back, uh, I was already uh, – I had gone to the, to the college and signed up for the GI Bill, which is easy enough. Uh, I got a phone call from one of the gunnery sergeants here that was part of the reserve unit that's out in Ellington Field. Uh, and he called everybody who was still on IRR, which is the Individual Ready Reserve. Uh, he called all the Marines that were there. He recalled them for a single day. Uh, we were paid for that day. So he called us up and he had everybody meet up in one area. Uh, he had gotten job recruiters to go. He got uh, the VA actually set up 10 people for counseling. Uh, one was for counseling. The other was for financial aid, for housing and all that stuff. And the rest were all just medical sign-up posts. So there was somebody there that will help you get signed up for the VA's medical program. And that will get, help you get into the medical system. And that was the greatest thing that's ever happened to me, that a gunny was able to pull like that. Uh, that guy straight up just looked at me and he was like, all right, do you have your medical paperwork? Yeah. Um, let's get let's run you through this checklist real quick. Uh, we know that you don't have it with you, but that's fine. That's for the doc and you to see whenever your first appointment comes up. Literally ran me through a checklist. He's like, all right, looking by this checklist, they, all the shit you gave me, you're easily going to get 60% disabled disability. So he was able to get me through the system, and uh, I credit that. He kind of said it himself. He said that he doesn't like the system, so he tries to rush people through the system to get them all hooked up and ready to go. So... Um, a lot of people, if you go to the VA for the medical side of it to get your disability stuff, make sure you find somebody that doesn't really like the system. <laughs> yeah, you'll find a workaround that will actually work. Yeah. Okay, so uh, can you explain uh, how it was getting your uh, GI benefits? You said it was a much easier process. Oh, yeah. Um I forget the guy's name. He's the head of the VA office here at Lee College. Uh, he Lee College sat down, in Baytown. Yeah. Um, he sat down with me, and he was like, okay, uh, let's get you set up. Uh, let's get this going. He's like, right now, we're just going to set you up with the GI Bill. We're going to get everything paid for. Uh, here's all the forms. Just fill out these forms. Already got the VA on the line. Because I was in a meeting with them. I literally sat down with him for three hours. Within three hours, we got school, the, the GI Bill all set up. I got my payment all set up for my stipend, for the monthly stipend. Uh, 
and he got me all the classes paid for, and I was signed up and ready to go for the next semester. Okay, so what was your experience with the uh, VED office at uh, Lee College? Or did they Oops. have one? They have one here, yeah. We have a great one here. Um, I haven't been there in a year or two since I graduated. Right. Um, so I don't know if they're still there. Um, I think the guy's name was Ehab, who helped me out. Uh, but I probably should know, have asked, um, when did you get out? So people have a time frame for when this all happened. Oh, I EASed in 2014. Okay. Sorry about that. Uh, end Please of continue. active service was 2014. So, I believe Ehab was his name. I don't know if he's still there. If he is, uh, he's a great guy. He knows what he's talking about, and he'll get you through the system in a snap. Uh, there was other guys there. Uh, there's a... Uh, I don't know if she graduated already. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, she helped me with setting up my classes it's uh one of the people that work there their student assistant and uh i asked around and uh people were sitting down just hanging out and you could ask them hey is this professor cool like is he going to be a stickler about stuff and they'll help you out completely uh they actually gave me kind of a list of professors to avoid unless you're looking for this specific thing. Right. Yeah, which was great. Kind of like a rate your professor, but in person. Now, did uh, they gear that more towards, uh, well, with your uh, military experience in mind, or was it just in general... Like, this professor's an ass, or was it more he's an ass to military? Um, there was, there is a couple professors that are assholes towards the military. Right. Um, but overall, it's like one, that's like one or two professors, and but they get over it. Uh, but majority of the time, it's more like, hey, if you're trying to get, like, go through it kind of easily and still get the credit, this is the professor to do it with. Uh, they're pretty easy. They're pretty laid back. So they'll, they'll help you out, get through the situation. Um, by the way, I mean, like, they're not necessarily looking for telling you who's the asshole of the group or not. They're just right. trying to help you out, trying to get you past your classes. Because for the GI Bill, you do need to be passing your classes. Okay, so... Whenever you went back to school, um, you said you got out in 2014, so you'd be roughly around 22, 23 years old. But I, I noticed that you asked this question of all your inter interviewees. How was it, you know, going back and being around younger people, with with the understanding, of course, that Lee College has quite a few uh, older students as well, and you weren't exactly old whenever you went there. I had three people in my class that were older than me. Uh, everybody else was just entirely younger than me. Um, I had, I was 24, I believe. 23 or 24 when I started college. Um, 
but majority of the kids that were in our in my class, they were all 17, 18 year olds. Uh, mind you, because I went to school for computer maintenance. So uh, yeah, everybody was in IT, looking for IT jobs. They were all 17, 18 year olds. Um, some of them were chill. Others were less than chill. <laughs> so, in other words, standard 18-year-olds. Yeah. Uh, some above standard. Some were just flat-out annoying. Now, I do have a rather personal question to ask about your uh, IT class. Because when I was uh, 17, I took uh, Intro to Computer Science there. Mm-hmm. Did they still have the video that was from like 1991 where they shrunk the kids and sent them inside of a computer going, this is the central processing unit? <laughs> uh, no. So, uh, oh, thank God. Thank God. Uh, one of my professors <laughs> showed us that as a, as kind of like, a, hey, this is where, where we used to be. Yeah. Day one, that's exactly <laughs> what I saw. And I walked out of the class after five minutes. Oh, man. No. Uh, they showed us that as a joke. Well, it's good to know some things don't change. So did you have any troubles with the uh, younger students? Uh, like either with adjustment or them was, not necessarily giving you the proper respect that you were used to? It was a little bit of that. Uh, I had a, like one or two of them that kind of try to step up to me to like try to fight me type okay. stuff because you know I'm trying to they're over there like oh I'm Billy Badass I can beat up the guy that was in the Marine Corps like dude I'm just here like I'm not even doing anything <laughs> um I've had other people that were just uh, forcing their ideals to everybody which like I don't care just as long as you don't try to force things down my throat so i mean it's it's typical college areas where people are like oh look at me oh what was me oh you're a military let me fight you now did you ever have like the uh reverse happen where they saw that or learned that you were a vet and then they either felt like they could talk to you about their personal problems, maybe unload them on you, and you would either have some advice or just you were some kind of rock? Oh, yeah. I had uh, one kid who unloaded on me. And, uh, you know, if, I didn't know how to feel at the time, but looking back at it now, I was kind of glad he did. Uh, if he didn't have anybody else to unload on, he would have probably uh, killed himself. Yeah, honestly, he probably would have. He was really down on himself. And I was kind of glad that he did. You know? Like, how was that feeling, knowing that strangers, even though you were 22 years old and they were roughly your age, looked to you as uh, either a not quite inspiration, but a, a a stable foundation upon which they could, you know, tell their stories. Well, 
Yeah, you know, it felt a little bit like I was back in the Marine Corps because uh, a lot of the Lance Corporals I, I hung out with uh, before I got promoted. Uh, and then after I got promoted, I had to kind of ease up on them, hanging out with them as much. Right. So I felt a little bit like I was back and like, hey, you can unload if you want to. I'll, I'll still sit here and listen. And um, whatever you want to talk about, we'll, we'll just sit, sit around and chit-chat about it. Now, did you ever find a, a source that you could unload on in that regards? You, know, you, you talk about having a structure with your buddies that were in the Marines while you were in. Was there any kind of outlet that you could use to emulate that? Oh, yeah. Most of my friends were... We say it's a phone call away. They were living up north, uh, way farther than a phone call, but I can always call them, always call call them, call them up. Uh, these are all people that were gotten, that I've interviewed already. Um, I did have a support system here. Uh, one of my friends from high school, uh, he was, he was been there for quite a while, actually. We're still hanging out to this day. Uh, he was there for some of the rougher spots. Uh, it wasn't till 2015 when I met my uh, my now about to be wife. Hi, uh, Izzy. She's at work. So she's gonna good. listen to this. You know that. I hope so. She better. Um. Uh, I don't. I have, I unload on her and I talk to her a lot about it. Um. And you know. She's a great rock. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I'm happy she that she's there. She listens. So, did you ever have any problems with any groups at the college um, because you were a vet? No, I, I've made friends with all sorts of groups in college. You um, make friends? Never. Yeah. Never. No, weird. No, I've made friends with uh, a lot of groups in college, like uh, a whole bunch of them. Uh, there was only really one group, and there weren't even a group in the college. In the college? More like a clique or something? Yeah. More like just a random assortment of people. Um, that they were, they were just kind of out there way out there and they were just walking up to people and if you didn't agree with them you were wrong and this and that and well of course all up on your face just about the stupidest things and uh that was the one time uh, i got away with punching somebody in the face on college Without do you think it was coming down? <laughs> do you think it was because you were a vet, or just because you disagreed with them? Like, did they take offense to your service? They took offense to me disagreeing with them. Okay. And uh, I, I was wearing a hat with the uh, with the American flag on it, with the Marine Corps emblem on it. And so, I, I guess they saw a free shot and they tried to take it. 
I don't know. I didn't know what was going on in their head. Uh, I was just trying to get out of there. I mean, I can't blame them. I've never turned down a free shot. Well, I think someone tried to give me a free shot of taco one time. Um, that's a little bit too much rock gut, even for me. <laughs> so, like, whenever you uh, went to the vet office, did they provide any additional benefits, like, after you left that school? Like, after you graduated with your degree from Lee College, did you ever go back there and they helped you along? So, I haven't been back because I haven't applied to go back yet but I'm pretty sure if I go back they're more than willing to get me set up to transfer to UFH or uh, San Jack or any of the universities that are nearby so you don't think it'd be a big deal for them to help you along even though you're not a current student there oh yeah uh, I'm pretty sure they can Help me out with the uh, with what's known here in Texas. We have the Hazelwood Act. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's college tuition. It's a uh, college tuition in your pocket. But yeah, I'm pretty sure the uh, if I go and I tell them, hey, uh, I need help transferring over to from here to San Jack or from here to U of H, and I'm pretty sure they can get me all. Squared away. We're good to go. Now, on a more uh, question that I wanted to throw in there, not uh, for your normal interviewees, have you been to the VA hall since you've been out? The VA or hall. The VFW, I'm sorry. Oh, the VFW. the VFW. I apologize. I have not gone to the VFW since high school. Like, it's been quite a while since I've gone. I, I've never really given myself the time to go. Like, you never went on the, uh, on the Marine birthday, or? No, uh, I haven't gone at all. Hmm. Why is that? I just never really gave myself the time to go. Um, I would love to. And, uh, I know we have one here. It's not that, that far of a drive to get to. And uh, I would love to go. Uh, I used to go all the time in high school. Whenever uh, you uh, knew you were signing up? Uh, it was mostly, I was in ROTC in high school. And oh, okay, uh, I okay. volunteer there a lot. So we'd always be uh, welcome there. And I'm pretty sure I can probably head up there. I'll probably end up heading up there one of these days. Yeah, just to shoot the shit with the old guys. Did you ever find a, not necessarily a support group, but a veterans group where y'all could almost share the same kind of camaraderie that you had while you were in? Here in Baytown. Well, Houston area. In the Houston area? Like anywhere. No. Not really. I mean, really? Uh, I made my own, <laughs> honestly. Um, and it was just pretty much comprised of just us. The uh, the people who I've interviewed in this so far have all been people I've hung out with in the Marine Corps, and we all still stay in touch, and we all just should chat amongst each other. Do you think that's what the uh, VFW might be? 
um, some kind of way to reconnect to the times when you were in? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, I'm pretty sure somebody there is willing and more than happy to listen to you. Uh, I'm pretty sure somebody there who has been around the same areas you've been, uh, if you go. Uh, I haven't given myself my time to go, so right. uh, I wouldn't know. But you still think it might be a good idea if someone that just recently got out was having a hard time that they could go there and maybe get some guidance or just the simple fact of being around others who have been through similar experiences that would maybe help them? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, I'm pretty sure you can find a VFW that's more than willing to help you out. All right, so... Do you have any kind of advice that you give to someone that's, you know, just about to get out, just about to hit their uh, DD-214 depression, as you put it? Oh, man. If you're about to get out and you haven't explored every avenue that you can, if you're barely hitting that Seps and Taps class, uh, go to the Seps and Taps class. Go with an open mind. Uh there probably won't be any job recruiters if you're in a small base. But if you're in a larger base, there probably will be. Uh, please do keep in mind, after this subs and taps class, you will have to go out and find a lot of this information on, yourself, on your own. Um, I got lucky with the IRR commanders and command that was here that was willing to put their stuff out on the line and get job recruiters out to help us out when they called us all, they recalled us all for that one day. Uh, do contact your VA office and start get, get that ball rolling for the medical as fast as physically possible. Um, that's just money in your pocket that nobody's going to give you and that you honestly deserve if something is truly and utterly wrong with you and your body do it um, this don't be a bitch syndrome that the Marine Corps is beat into the military beats into you really um, is a load of bullshit uh, if you honestly think like oh nobody gives a shit we got we all give a shit um, you're not being a bitch for reaching out and help, getting, trying to get help. So, and honestly, seek help. You're, you're being a little bitch if you don't. Um, what else? Oh, don't be stupid with your money. <laughs> Swear to God. Uh, if I was Wait, a little are, bit are you smaller saying that with they my money, shouldn't have went out to a bar and spent ten thousand dollars. Oh yeah, don't. Don't go to a bar and spend ten grand. Spend maybe like a bill at most. Like, and honestly, you don't need to spend more than a hundred dollars to get sloshed. If you do, there's something wrong. Yeah. Or somebody's trying to. If you spend more than a hundred dollars, that better be four people you're drinking with, and that's because you all four of you bought rounds. And are drinking some top shelf stuff. Yeah. There's no shame in drinking from the well. Unless it's tequila. Yeah, yeah that that is very much true. <laughs> um, there's a 
a world of difference in between uh, something well, along yeah. the lines of Cuervo and, you know, 100% Blue Agave. It's like comparing freaking... Uh, uh. It's the difference um, in taste in between Jack and Jim Beam. Oh, yeah. Even though Jim Beam's a, roughly the same price, it's by far 100% better. Sorry if any of you like Jack. Y'all are just wrong. I can't do Jack straight. Uh, no, it's terrible. Uh, oh, but, uh, yeah, uh, just be wise with your money because there's going to be times where you're, you're going to go to an interview for a job. And they're going to look at you and they're going to be like, well, even though, like, here in Texas, you get put in the top of the stack for as far as resumes go or job applications. You're going to be put in the top of the stack. Don't be super cocky. Don't and, think you're hot shit just because you're a vet. But conversely, um, don't be ashamed to throw the vet status out there. Oh, yeah. Because that'll just get your foot in the door. Exactly. You need to get the rest of your body through. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you would like to add that you think I forgot to ask? No, that's pretty much it. You got all the right points. Now, when you slid down the uh, Marine Corps flagpole as you left, what were you wearing? Oh, I was wearing, uh, you know that Nightwing hoodie I wear? Mm-hmm. I was wearing that. And, some and that was jeans. it? Legit. Oh, you, you had to throw the blue jeans in there. <laughs> Legit. As, as I was walking out of the admin office, after, right after I signed my DD-214, I walked out. I was wearing camis because they made me go to work that morning wearing camis. My, uh, really? Utilities. They made me go, and they were like, you're not out until noon. Oh, my God. And so they were like, well, you're sitting on phone watch until noon. And uh, we had just gotten a new lieutenant, and he had been there for like four, four or five months. And the dude was pretty cool. So uh, he walks out, and uh, that morning he pulled me into his office. Our, our gunny tried to go in, and he told him to leave. <laughs> it was just me and him. And we're talking away for like an hour. Then he tells me to go ahead, go do whatever you need to do. So we went and inventoried a bunch of stuff. Right? Uh, at the time, <laughs> they couldn't do, tell me to do anything physical. Because I had already done my final physical. Ah, yeah. So they can't afford me getting hurt in any way, shape, or form. That's the caveat of doing the final physical. They can't make you do anything <laughs> physical that That's will potentially hurt you. Like you can't PT with the group anymore. You go that, PT that makes a own. lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense, but I'd never considered that. Apparently, it becomes like a liability thing. Right, because uh, they already have your final health according to them, yeah. and will be onto them if you trip and fall and break your arm or, you know, pull a back yep. muscle. Yep. So, um, my parents had gotten there, like, around 10, 30, 11 o'clock, and that's when everybody left for lunch. 
And so I brought them in to the office, and they just sat in the office with me. Um, and the lieutenant walks out, and he's like, hey, is this mom and dad? I'm like, yes, it is. They're actually here to pick me up to go to the uh, admin office to get myself, to get my stuff and get out. And he's like, well, it's 11 o'clock. I know you're on phone watch, but, you know, fuck that. Go ahead and head out. Uh, I'm pretty sure you got stuff you got to pack into your vehicle. So, uh, just like that. He uh, he said hi to my parents, and then we left. Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, and then, <laughs> as I was walking out of the admin office... Uh, the base admin office. Uh, the, the greatest moment was when that gunnery sergeant that was doing the paperwork looked at me and she said, well, congratulations, Mr. Gonzalez. You have a nice day. <laughs> I literally ripped off my camis and I was already in civilian attire. Was it like <laughs> the uh, the Chippendale ripoff? Or... Yep, straight up. Nice. It, it nice. looks more like... A, Oh, what was that comedian's name? They did one in, on SNL. Uh, Chris Farley? Yeah, that, it was more like that. <laughs> I mean, he, he was the better dancer in that clip. <laughs> uh, but it was basically that. It was just, poo. Cameras were off. I was free. Twerking on your way out the door? Not twerking. I'm oh, lucky. yeah, twerking probably wasn't a thing back then. I'm Latino. We're uh, we're dancing cumbias all the way out. Were you twerking? <laughs> Twerko? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> uh. All right. Well, yeah, if there's nothing else that you have to add, thank you very much for letting me interview you. Oh, oh no. Thanks for do thanks for taking this update. Absolutely. And uh, if any vets out there have any further questions on help with transitioning through the changeover, they can email Gene at the changeover podcast at gmail.com. All right. And uh, don't be afraid to reach out, guys. Hey, guys, just a little bit of an announcement to tack on to the end of this. Uh, I'm going to be taking a little bit of a break from uh, now until next year to get the rest of the next season set up. So this is the final episode of the season this has been the inaugural season season one of the changeover podcast uh thanks guys so much for listening it's been a couple months it's been a bit of a wild ride uh it's pretty much all i got you guys are great uh, again all our information is going to be in the description below and you guys have a nice holiday time frame <laughs>